This is Survivor to Thriver with Chelsea Quint. Thank you for being here. Hello, love, and welcome back to the Survivor to Thriver podcast with me, Chelsea Quint. As always, I am so happy that you are here. And today we have a little a little bit of a pivot from what I've been talking about the past several weeks and from what a lot of the personal development and spiritual coaching and life coaching world talks about. And if you've been in my world for a while, you know that I am a really big advocate of the fact that positive affirmations are great, doing all of the positive love and light, raise your vibration, all of that work is beautiful, it's powerful, it's important. And for my world, my life, and the kind of people who I am here to serve and support, it's not the full picture. And for me, I had this really long-standing pattern where I, when I first found, fell into the world of manifesting and started thinking about frequency and vibration and studying chakras and all of these concepts, I was really into it. And I so wanted to believe that everything I wanted, everything that was a desire of my heart was safe and was actually meant for me. And that it was safe for me to relax and let the universe fill in the gaps and let the universe take care of the how and for me to just set my intention and focus on my vibration like all of that sounded really cool it sounded so good and like it would be a break from the way I had been doing things of constantly trying to control and know all the answers and make things perfect or as close to perfect as possible and avoid doing things if I wasn't good at them and all of all of those stories and patterns that I had in my life kept me in the survival mode that I talk about that this podcast is founded on when you are so afraid of what happens if you don't control every situation every relationship every story Every time someone talks about you, every time someone says something about you, every time someone reads your content or buys your offer or doesn't buy it or invites you to a party or doesn't invite you to a party or asks you on a date or doesn't ask you on a date, whatever it is, when you're trying to grip and control all of that in an effort to stay safe, to feel supported, to feel protected, to feel enough, one, you're burned out and tired all the time. So yeah, this idea that like you can follow flow is a fucking liberation. It's like, really? I can not control all the things? Please show me how, <laughs> right? And for the record, yes, it is possible. But I do think that there's a slightly different path than a lot of people talk about for those of us who have been stuck in survival mode. Those of us who learned early on that it wasn't totally safe to just follow our joy, that it wasn't safe to feel our emotions, that our emotions were bad or wrong or invalid. For those of us who learned at 
an early point in life that we couldn't trust ourselves, right? Because parents were saying things that were uh, out of alignment with what we believed or we experienced traumas or there was lying or uncertainty or fear or whatever it was. For those of us who have that background, it takes some, a lot of deconditioning and a lot of foundation building and tool building so that you can tell yourself, your subconscious, your conscious brain, as well as your nervous system that you're safe. You can take care of yourself. And I go into all of this because the point is all the raise your vibration, raise your frequency, be positive, love and light only, high vibe only, all of that isn't meant for someone who has a nervous system like you. It's not meant for someone who has a nervous system like me. Because if you try to raise your frequency and just focus on high vibes only and only think positive thoughts, for one, that becomes another negative thought loop of like, oh, right, I'm a P- I, why can't I do any of this healing work right? Because I can't keep thinking positive. So why am I doing this wrong? What's wrong with me? Like it becomes another ex- way for you to channel any negativity, negative self-talk through. So that's one piece. And then the other piece is that you're, it's, I mean, it's the definition of spiritual bypass. It's you move, ignoring the reality of where you've been, denying the truth of where you've been, denying the truth of what your energy field holds. And when you deny the truth and you don't practice acceptance, it keeps looping. It stays in your energy field. It's going to stay there. You're going to keep having the same experiences, dating the same person, having the same fights, having the same issues with your boss, having the same money issues, attracting the same amount of debt. Like it's, it's that it will keep coming back until you shift it. So on that note, I wanted today to give you guys some tools on what to do when you're in a funk. On those days when you wake up or those weeks when you are in a funk and you just feel all the old patterns and you're at this point, especially for those of you who've maybe been doing this for a while and who really, you really have that strong observer self. So you can notice when you're like, oh, I'm in the funk. I'm in the old pattern. This is the three-year-old version of me, the 10-year-old version of me, the 15-year-old version of me, whatever. For those of you who so quickly notice it, it can be even more frustrating because it's like, wait, I thought I was past this or why is this coming up right now? I don't understand it. I want to feel better. I have the tools. I want to feel high vibe, blah, 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 blah. Those are at least the stories that happen in my head when this shows up. And in those moments, I find it so valuable to have almost a a preset menu that you can pick from out of your spiritual toolkit, out of your personal development, self-healing toolkit. And what I mean by that is having, I have a note in my phone um, as well as various lists in my journals, but having it in my phone is easiest because my phone is rarely that far away from me, right? And I have a note in my phone 
where I have listed these, I'd have to go back and look, I think it's 10 to 15 things. Mine is a big list. I suggest that you guys start with a smaller one and I'll go over that. But mine is about 10 to 15 things, like action items that I do when I notice like I am in a funk, my old patterns of depression and anxiety and negative self-talk or unhealthy eating patterns and disordered eating or whatever it is, right? Self-sabotaging behaviors. When I notice that those things are coming up again, I turn to my list. And so I want to share with you guys today several of the things that are on my list and also give you the, uh, the, the framework and the soul work to take with you out of this episode of sitting down and writing this list for yourself. And this is something that I have my clients do when they're in the work of, in the reprogramming work, right? So I talk about, I did a Facebook Live earlier this week on the two phases, buckets, pieces of healing that I mainly talk about and focus on. The first phase is where you identify your stories. This is where you look at all the limiting beliefs. You figure out where your limiting beliefs are. Where did they come from? How are they keeping you stuck? How are they affecting your money, your relationships, your relationship to sexuality, to your body, to your friends, to your job, whatever, right? You do all of that work and then you go into the feeling of it. You look at the wound, figure out the story, identify it, and then you do the healing practices, For me, that means feeling it through embodiment, through emotional expression, and then releasing it energetically through tapping and through chakra work. So both of those things, that's the sort of healing phase. And then you shift into the reprogramming where once you have removed some of the emotional charge of this one time when I was five years old, dad said this and it made me believe I wasn't worthy of money or love or success, whatever, for example, right? Once you've cleared the emotion out of that story of I'm not good enough, I'm, I feel shame, I'm embarrassed, I feel pain, I feel anger. Once you have cleared those emotions or just released them enough so that the story is less intense, you can start noticing on a daily basis when that old story comes up. Notice when the feelings of fear and shame and guilt come up and you're acting from a place of I'm not worthy because of that one time dad told me. And you're thinking from that place and you're acting from that place and you're vibrating from that place, right? You notice it and it's all a practice. So the more you, the more you practice, the easier it is to notice, but you notice it and this is where you reprogram. I love tools like NLP, neuro-linguistic programming and tapping and Hypno, hypnosis and there are all sorts of right subconscious reprogramming tools and techniques that are fantastic and create can create really quick shifts. It's one of the reasons I love EFT. It's why I'm one of the reasons I study NLP. But I believe that a lot of the big reprogramming moments, reprogramming moments happen in real time. Because the reality is the pattern has been looping in your nervous system for a long time. The pattern of 
I'm not good enough has been firing through your brain and sending neurochemical responses to your physical body through hormones and other neurochemicals that then create a neurological and physiological response. They change your vibration on a cellular level. So that pattern has been looping. Your job is to clear out the emotional charge so you can make a conscious higher self choice next time the pattern tries to start running. And then choose something different, interrupt the pattern so that that pattern kind of dies off so that those neurons stop firing together. And this is where this list of what do I do when I feel like shit and I just want to lay in bed and binge Netflix for the next 14 hours or I just really know I should not drink four glasses of wine tonight but I can't stand being myself right now. Having your list of the things that you do to interrupt the pattern is creating one less barrier to you shifting. And you can also create the list when the intensity is a little bit less, right? I'm talking about more, for me, it's more depressive episodes that sometimes will come up. I've had on and off affairs with depression and anxiety for many, many years, and sometimes the old pattern comes up. At this point, I know it's not a neurochemical imbalance. It's not that for me. It is simply a pattern, an energetic pattern that comes up. And for me, having this list of, okay, I feel it. And even though I don't want to go for a walk, to go outside, to call a friend, to delete Instagram off of my phone because it is causing me to slip into even more of a comparison spiral, to do 15 burpees because physical activity gets you out of your head and changes your frequency to whatever, make myself a hot chocolate, cuddle with my husband, whatever, right? Do a meditation, spend some time journaling. All of these things are things that are on my list. And because they're on my list and I've set this up for myself, it's one less thing that I have. When I'm in those funky states, Because the truth is, when I am in that state of, ugh, everyone is better than me, why am I not good enough, why isn't it happening for me yet, why this, why that, why me, when I'm in that state, or whatever the state is for you, honestly, the last thing I want to do is think about, ugh, what tool should I use, should I be tapping right, should I take a bath, should I go for a run, should I, I don't know, what should I, ugh, and it's frankly, even in those moments, oftentimes a little bit hard to even incentivize myself to do the things I know are good for me. I would love to know if you guys can relate to that. But it does. It gets to this victim-y, self-sabotage-y, like, ugh, I don't want to meditate kind of uh, energy. And so for me, having this list of all the things that I know will shift my energy, they will shift it quickly. I can go through them and just randomly go through, like, check it off the list. Make yourself push through, check it off the list. This is a time where, like, the energy of hustle is, like, actually maybe helpful because making yourself push through when you need to shift can be valuable. And setting yourself up with the list ahead of time is going to make it 10 times easier So that you don't have to think about like, okay, what was that tool that I learned? Or Chelsea said this thing on the podcast. Or I saved this Instagram post with the journaling prompts. Like instead of having to look around or flip through the books or find a guided meditation or whatever, make it easy for yourself. 
Decide what meditation you're going to do. Decide which app you'll use. Put that in your list so that it becomes easy, mechanical for you to interrupt the pattern of you living as your smaller, lower frequency self, your survival mode self, your lizard brain self, and make it easier and easier to interrupt that pattern and shift into your higher self, making those more elevated choices. Now, a side note here is that there's always a choice. There's always in these moments where you feel crappy, you feel funky, there's always a choice about whether right now is a time when you want to, when you need to sit in the feeling. Sometimes I think the kindest, most self-caring thing you can do is give yourself permission to just like hide under the covers and listen to soft music or numb out and watch Netflix if that's what you need. I think it's so important to make conscious, intentional choices around that. So if you are choosing to numb out, make sure it's intentional. That's it. Give yourself permission to do it for the day. Set your boundaries, set your intentions, and then let yourself fully immerse in it. Let yourself fully be present with it. It's, it if you're going to let yourself do those things, but then you're going to make yourself feel guilty and beat yourself up and not even enjoy it, then it's not serving you in any way, shape, or form. It's just completely self-sabotage and feeding the spiral downward. But... There is, there is a conscious choice between is this a moment when I either need to lay down and have a cry and really just feel my feelings? Do I need to have some emotional expression and feel into this anger that is underneath this depression, this anxiety, this fear, and let out some screams, punch a pillow, have a really intense embodiment practice? Um, uh, or is it something that I want to numb out from because I can't handle it right now and I have a lot of work, I have a lot of this, da, da, da. If so, what are the boundaries around that? Or is it something that you're like, you know what? This is just an old pattern. The emotional stuff isn't really there. I've released it. I've moved through it. I just need to shift. Or I've been in this funk for a couple days. It's not moving on its own. I need to do something to shift it. And that part is on you to really feel into which situation is this? This is where having a daily alignment practice is so incredible. I mean, it's incredible for many reasons, but it's such a game changer because it gives you the the self-awareness and it strengthens your observer self so you can kind of watch your own thoughts and behavior and make a conscious choice about, all right, is this a Netflix moment? Is this a lay down and cry in embodiment practice or do emotional expression moment? Is this a moment to lay down and talk with my inner child and do some work there? Cry with her, give her space, whatever. Or is this a moment of like, I just need to move this energy. And so if it is a moment when you need to move energy, I just want to share with you guys my couple of um, practices, tools, several of the things that are on my list. Now I've already mentioned a couple throughout the episode, but, um, here's, so here's your little, your little homework, uh, podcast homework. 
is to make yourself your list. I recommend having it in your phone. Put it in the notes section or Evernote or whatever you use and make a list of, I would say, start with five to 10 simple action items that you can do mostly anywhere and save that and remember it. Maybe it's something that you revisit actually for the first, for the next week or so and do one thing on your list every day to get yourself even into a higher seat, even if you're not feeling funky. Um, but yeah, make, make it a list that you're going to use. And so I would say use it, you know, one a day for seven days, just so that next time the funkiness happens, you remember that it's there. Okay. So make the list and it's super simple. It's like a bulleted list, a numbered list, whatever of what are things I can do most anywhere that elevate my mood, that shift me out of funky energy, lower frequency energy, the story that I'm not good enough, the story that everyone else hasn't figured out, the story that it's never happening for me, the story that I'll never be healed, whatever it is, what can you do to shift? So my tools are, number one, tapping. Tapping is, as you guys probably know, one of my all-time favorite tools, also known as emotional freedom technique. If you head to, if you take a look at the show notes, I have a link to my tapping masterclass that is free. It's going to give you all the information you need to go ahead and start tapping and understand what it is. Um, And then I also have, I do regular tapping videos on Instagram TV and Instagram Live. So I do tapping videos on my Instagram feed, excuse me, and Instagram TV. So you can head there. Um, It's at chelsea.quint. So if you're not following me, go check it out. Um, But you can start by tapping. When I'm in a funky funk, I normally just do tap and breathe. Um, I do either, honestly, it's probably 50-50, tap and breathe versus the actual tapping protocol. So that is tool one for me, tapping. If you need more info, head to the show notes and get your free masterclass. It's really good shit, guys. All right, thing two, move. This can look a lot of different ways. Normally, my suggestions are, one, dance. Put on a playlist. I have many high vibes playlists that are just songs that make me happy um, no matter what and that I like dancing to. So I will put on some music, blast it, turn it up really loud and just dance, just free dance, move around. Or if I'm out in public, I mean, I will often dance out in public, but also just listening to the music can also be helpful. So music is another one. Make yourself a shifting quickly playlist and then share it with me. Send it to me on the gram. Um, moving other things. If you're like, I hate dancing and it triggers me, then well, that's a conversation for another day, but other movement things, um, go for a run around the block, like a quick run, like sprint as fast as you can do 15 burpees, do 20 jump squats, do a minute of jump squats, do go for a walk. If you need something slower, the reason I suggest these more intense things is that when you're in, most often these moods come a lot from being super in your head, less connected to your body. And so when you do something physically vigorous, you get more into your body, you move any stuck energy, you get out of your head, you interrupt the thought pattern. And so that can help you shift. If going for a walk works for you, 
then and you can like get out of your head and not just keep replaying the same thoughts and bitterness and whatever is up for you while you're on your walk, then great, go for a walk. Otherwise, intense movement, burpees, squat jumps, run around the block, dancing like a fiend, all of these things. In the vein of something that's more in the feeling going into the wound and releasing, moving some of the energy, the emotional components, um, the stuck emotions, the trapped emotions, is crying. I love crying. It is such a beautiful release. It is so powerful. And I always feel better after. Now, at this point, it's fairly easy usually for me to make myself cry. Um, but I would say if if this feels like a practice you want to play with, start by just making some crying sounds. Some wailing, some sobbing, some sniffling. Imitate, like pretend like you're acting and imitate crying sounds and sadness sounds and see what moves. It might take five minutes, 10 minutes of you doing it, but I guarantee if you keep making crying sounds, you will eventually make yourself cry and that will allow for some emotional release and something to move. Breath work is big. The simplest breath work is just belly breathing. And I like to do a counted belly breath. So all that is is inhale and your belly rises. So place one of your hands on your belly, your low belly. Inhale, your hand expands, goes outward. Exhale, it softens. Inhale, belly rises like a balloon. Exhale, softens. Um, I like to do that with inhale through your nose, belly rises. Exhale through your mouth. And then I like to do it, excuse me, inhale to a count of four. Exhale to a count of seven. Exhaling to a count of seven um, will activate your parasympathetic nervous system, which is basically it gets you into out, gets you out of survival mode and into thriving mode. Why not plug in a little podcast title action there? Um, so yeah, extent making your exhales longer than your inhales. It's basically the opposite of hyperventilating. Uh, allows you to bring your higher consciousness, your higher cognitive abilities back online. So you stop being lizard brain, old patterns, just running on subconscious program mode and shift into higher consciousness, highest self mode. The other things that I like to do are lean on the tools outside of me. Um, So a lot of times if I'm just in my own head and I'm like not connecting to my intuition, feeling the funk, using my cards, my oracle or my tarot deck is so helpful for me using decks that have journaling prompts or going through one of the courses I've had or journaling prompts I've written for my courses, using some external tool to get guidance. So whether that's pulling a couple of cards, doing a card reading, lighting some Palo Santo, diffusing some essential oils, right? Using any of these physical tools, physical, spiritual healing tools, whatever, helps me just feel a little bit more taken care of, more connected, and more like I'm actually guided and supported, right? Getting the message from the card, seeing the journaling prompts and having something to respond to instead of feeling like, Ugh, it's all on me to fix and move, that that can help me. So relying on some outside tools um, or even putting on like a module. Um, I talk about my friend and mentor, Amanda Francis, a lot, but her vi- her content is really, really high vibe for me. And so sometimes I'll just put on one of her videos from one of the courses of hers I've taken um, and just put that on in the background and listen to it and kind of just, uh, or a Wayne Dyer 
YouTube, Wayne Dyer is so great too. So putting on some kind, using your external tools and you might in your list create, you know, list out essential, diffuse into essential oils, listen to a Wayne Dyer video on YouTube and do, um, what, I do a, a, pull a card from one of my favorite decks, right? Pick the tools that work for you. Okay. And then meditating is one of them. I almost hesitate to include meditating on there because when I'm in the funk, honestly, meditation sometimes just like (laughs) reveals my bitterness. I sit in my meditation and I'm like, this sucks. I hate meditating. Why am I even doing this? This is the dumbest thing ever, which is not how I actually feel. Sometimes it makes me laugh at myself and I'm like, really Chelsea, this is where you're at right now. Okay. We love you anyway. All the versions of Chelsea who show up. Um, but yeah, meditation for me is a tricky one when I'm really in a funk. Um, move Some of these other tools are more helpful. And then the last one is going back to basics. And what I mean by that is like all of your root chakra stuff. Root chakra is your physical environment, physical body, physical health, safety, physical beauty in your environment, all of these things, your connection to the earth, so going back to basics for me means if the if our apartment isn't looking clean and tidy, doing the floors, cleaning things up, uh, putting the dishes away, making our bed nicer, taking out the recycling, cleaning the bathroom, whatever, doing something that is keeps me moving and goes back to the basics of now, A, I feel productive and B, I feel safer, more taken care of, more supported by my physical space. This can also look like taking my taking your vitamins, taking a probiotic, um, again, physical activity, moving your body, um, making yourself a nice meal or a nice beverage. Um, a lot of times if I'm in a funk, I'll make myself a nice hot cacao um, drink that is just comforting and cozy for me. Those sorts of back to basics, taking care of your physical form and your physical environment are also good ways to shift quickly and do so in a way that can be kind of simple and rote and easy. Like, okay, made a smoothie, drinking the smoothie now while I clean the house, right? You can clean the house in a funky mood, but I guarantee when you're done, there will be, there will be a shift. Something will have moved. So what I want you to do is either from the things that I suggested or your own toolkit or a combination Make a list in your phone of five to 10 tasks that you commit to in this moment. And when you do this, make a commitment to yourself, to your growth, your evolution, your development, that the next time you get into an old pattern, you get into a limiting belief, a self-sabotaging loop, whatever it is, you are going to return to your list and pick one of the things If that thing doesn't work, you're going to go to the next item on your list and do that thing. If that thing doesn't work, you're going to go to the next item on your list and do that thing. And that's the point of this list. It gives you a like, all right, you can start with number five, but then go five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, then go back down to one, two, three, four, five. Do the things until it shifts. Again, honoring the moments when what you really need is to chill out and rest, when what you really need is to be a little self-indulgent. When what you really need is a glass of wine to just like unplug, whatever. Or when what you really need is a good cry and an embodiment practice or just scream into a pillow. 
you are your best teacher and you are really going to know when those moments are. And the more you practice this, the more you practice watching your own behavior, watching your thoughts, the easier it gets to discern them. So make your list, make this commitment, this promise to yourself. And then when you are done, I would love to see your lists. Share them on your Instagram feed or your Instagram stories and tag me so I can see them. Or if you are in the Survivor to Thriver Facebook group, then definitely post them in there because your list may give someone else some inspiration, ideas, or healing and expansion. As always, thank you for listening and definitely check out the show notes for this one because I mentioned a couple of different resources throughout the podcast. So check out the show notes. Everything is going to be linked in there. If you want to join the Survivor to Thriver community and you're not already in there, the link to join us there is always um, at the bottom of, bottom of every episode as well as all of my social media links and all of that goodness. So definitely join us in the group, share your lists with me. And as always, I hope you have an incredible week and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Survivor to Thriver with Chelsea Quint. I am so grateful that you did. Please go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review the podcast now if you're not already subscribed. And go ahead and share this episode, especially if it resonated with you. Share it across social media or with someone who you know would benefit. Stay tuned for more episodes as well as guided practices every single week. And as always, let me know what you think by following me on Instagram at chelsea.quint or sending in a voice note so that you can get some guidance, some feedback, and some insight on one of the next episodes. Have a great rest of your day. I'm sending you so much love.